Good evening, Milwaukee. Welcome to another edition of WMSE's Local Live. Back in the studio this week. My name is Cal, and I'm here with Aaron. Welcome. <laughs> welcome to you. <laughs> You've been here all day, but welcome. Yeah, we were welcoming <laughs> you effusively. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we had a great time down at Club Garibaldi. We do that uh, the first Tuesday of each month on uh, most months anyway, so just a reminder to come and check those out. Uh, we had a great time last week, and uh, we're going to have a great time tonight anyway with Credentials, uh, a new band out of Milwaukee. Uh, featuring some familiar names that many of our listeners have probably heard. Joshua Bacchus on guitar, James David on drums, Kat Reese on vocals, and Peter J. Woods on bass and vocals. And they came out with their first recording, just titled Demo Recordings 2019, came out in May. And I think uh, this is one that um, people who have heard uh, some of the music from some of these uh, musicians before. I think it's kind of uh, something fresh and new, but also I don't think it's totally outlandish for what any of these people have done before. Um, Of course, Peter J. Woods, a lot of people will know from uh, doing the Milwaukee Noise Fest. Uh, He's kind of curated that since its inception, I believe. He's been making crazy music at least this whole century. I would say, um, and it's this is maybe the most accessible stuff I've heard from him, but uh, I, I couldn't claim that I've heard everything that he's done, so there may be more out there that uh, I haven't heard, but it's, it is it is still out there, you know. it's I think if you're a fan of like avant-garde stuff, noise type of stuff, but also a more straightforward kind of uh, math rock or uh, post-punk type of thing, there's something to grab hold of for everybody. Yeah, and um, also, like, I have to point out, two members of this band, uh, Kat was in No-No in Pleasure Thief, and Josh in um, uh, Grasping at Straws, so there's, like, a lot of different different backgrounds coming together to make this, like, super, like, um, you know, like 90s rock, kind of um, art rock slash math rock thing, and kind of some 70s psychedelia-inspired vocals. Yeah. Um, it, it reminds me of like if Yoko Ono fronted U.S. Maple <laughs> or Shorty or whatever, but it's, it's super cool and I'm really excited to find out how these guys all came together in the first place and what they're planning to do next because they're really new. Yeah, so we're going to have some uh, live music from them in just a moment, but we've got a quick message as usual. So stick around, we'll be right back. WMSE's Local Live is supported by Club Garibaldi. Located at 2501 South Superior Street in Bayview. Open seven days a week, Club Garibaldi serves burgers, hot wings, and more. And features live music weekly. For more information and Club Garibaldi's live music events, visit clubgaribaldi.com. All right, without further ado... We will send it out to the Bob and Jeannie Friedman Live Performance Studio. Here are credentials.
This is Rio Turbo, and you're listening to 91.7 WMSC, Milwaukee. From October 17th through October 31st, WMSE presents Sound Vision at this year's Milwaukee Film Fest. Find out about Miles Davis and Michael Hutchins. Pick up a guitar in Greenwich Village. Find out about Afrobeats, where a cafe in Nashville created a mighty country community, or check out music videos from Milwaukee's vibrant music scene. They can all be seen and heard as part of WMSE's Sound Vision series. This year's is even better than the last. For more information, please go to WMSE.org. Hi, I'm Dr. Sushi, host of Dr. Sushi's Free Jazz Barbecue. I can be heard live every Tuesday morning between 9 a.m. and noon. If you're not able to check out my show live, you can go to the archives at WMSC.org, navigate your way over to Dr. Sushi's Free Jazz Barbecue, and listen to me any time of the day or night. I play radical jazz, avant-garde and experimental music, and anything else that pops into my mind. So tune in between 9 and noon to check out Dr. Sushi's Free Jazz Barbecue on the Mighty 91.7 WMSC each and every Tuesday morning. Hey Milwaukee, John here, the host of Overnight Sensations. Tune in every Thursday morning from midnight to 3 a.m. to hear more variety than you can stand. Everything from bluegrass to Beck, folk to Fugazi, and rock to Otis Redding. You will hear the best of whatever I've been listening to this week, whether old stuff from my collection or brand new releases from the WMSE library, and always plenty of local music. That's Overnight Sensations, midnight to 3 a.m., Thursdays on WMSE. And we are in the studio with credentials. Welcome, everyone. Hi, thanks. 
Make sure uh, whoever is speaking, lean right into those microphones. Whoa. Thank you. <laughs> and, Testing. If you would uh, go around and introduce yourselves on the mics and tell people who you are. Yeah. Uh, I'm Kat. Hello. I'm James. I'm Josh. Uh, I'm Peter. I'm the bad boy of the band. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Get that right out there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was just established. <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited about this new role. <laughs> oh. Excellent. Uh, so... Let's have your origin story. Um, who was the main driver in bringing this group together? Um, I guess that was me. Uh, so I've always been... Uh, so I, I do a lot of experimental music stuff, and most of that is solo, and I have a lot of projects that have been going on for years, but I always like to have my... You know, have, have at least one toe in the, the rock world. Uh, and uh, I've been bugging Josh about being in a band with me for years. Uh, and so I'd been in a number of bands that had happened. Uh, the last one was Raffle House with my younger brother. Uh, but he decided he didn't need to be cool and moved to South America. So that band ended. <laughs> um, and then started looking around for other people. And uh, I, I wanted to start a band. I was telling people that I was asking to be in this band. I want to start a band that sounds like Murder in the Red Barn, which is Josh and James's old band, which is uh, one of my favorite Milwaukee bands of all time. Uh, at which point, and no one could do it. Everyone was too busy. And then I realized, why don't I just ask the people from Murder in the Red Barn to do it? And they said yes. Um, and then Kat, uh, I was kind of tossing this idea around, and I was like, yeah, I want to start this new kind of weird rock band. And Kat was like, yes, I want to do that. And I was like, I've heard no, no. <laughs> like, you want to do that? And she said yes. And I was like, all right, let's do that. And then she jumped in and... Uh, you know, the rest is history, as they I say. I also had a dream that yeah. Peter and I, I don't remember all of it, but it was like, he was like smoking weed in a church, which he does not do. That's not, <laughs> I do not do that. He's not that kind of bad boy. No, no. <laughs> yeah. That might all change now right. that this is established. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, and then we did like an, an experimental like music performance in this church. and But this dream was maybe like a two year or like a year before we started the band. And I also remember something joking about having a, we were like, maybe we can just have an all guitar band because we could yeah. only find <laughs> guitar players. That's true. <laughs> so you two had known each other prior to yeah. joining. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, so what were your first few rehearsals like? Or did you come in with some material already ready to go or was it just kind I of? I remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a, we did a song I had first. Mm -hmm. But what's really exciting for me is that very different from No No, where um, there are like full songs that are written already and then the band learns them. Mm -hmm. We all write together, which I love. Yeah, and it's it's really exciting and it works really well, I think. Yeah, and there's this really cool process too where someone will come in with a riff and everybody has to make it weirder somehow. And so, like, <laughs> yeah. people will be like, yeah, that riff is great, but remove one note from the first half and then add a three measure or, th you know, a three beat rest in the second measure. And then all of a sudden, like, a a, a song that's in like 5-4 will jump to like 13-8 or something like that so it's been a really cool process of that, that, that push and pull and you know really challenging each other as musicians very cool yeah. you know, we avoid the blues the we avoid the blues thing and typically we avoid triads mm. or normal okay. chords at, at all costs okay yeah. no, no chords allowed no yeah. <laughs> we're <laughs> Daring <laughs> sounds dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, is there some era of music that you guys all agree on? Is like 
amazing. Like, you know, you remind me of the whole like era of U.S. Maple and Shorty and all that stuff. Uh, is that something y'all are really into and kind of that whole like? Yeah, I grew up in the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I think like you know the whole Chicago noise thing, mm-hmm. shellac, and all those guys. I grew up playing all that, and murder sort of sounded like that ish, and um, and when the bands we ever played with Peter in, he sounded like that, and so it seemed natural that eventually, a decade later, we would all play in a band together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it says drive like Jehu. I, get, yeah. I hear that a lot. Can they hear him? And and I think for me, because uh, they're they're all such amazing uh, technical musicians, like are really really smart and know a lot about um, structuring and composing, which I I don't in that particular way. So I was challenged, or and continue to be challenged because I have to like feel my way through it. Mm-hmm. So I get to like I because we're, we're all practicing together. So I hear the song and I like I have no choice but to feel it because if I try and pay attention or like learn what's actually happening, I can't do it. <laughs> if I think about it, it doesn't yeah. work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just gotta have a notebook with a lot of good notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're you know seeking to create your sound that you really like, you know that whole like '90s era of rock. Um, do you have any like special pedals that you really like to help you create that sound? Like, as far as, you know, the guitar and bass goes, obviously, drums are just drums. <laughs> uh, this is the first band I've ever had a pedal in. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> way back in the day, it was uh, Marshall Halfstack and mm-hmm. some sort of Gibson guitar, and that was it for uh, for me. But now I, have, now I use a smaller amp, so I need a pedal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just have, like, a tube screamer thing. So I, you know, we didn't, I don't think we really thought about it or planned, we just play i think mm-hmm. and it just comes out noisy because yeah. that's how we grew up playing I think. Yeah. yeah so you ring all the noise out of your instruments basically yeah <laughs> whatever you can right out, you know yeah yeah i think it's i think you feel the same way that being able to play the instrument to get really unique tones out of it is really exciting more exciting than like getting a weird tone out of a pedal at least in this context Mm -hmm. like if you see me at a noise show i'm gonna be like playing pedals the entire time and that's like but that's like a different context like here like having that limitation of being like i have you know i have two distortion pedals that i use one is uh kind of a heavier fuzz pedal uh, a fox tone machine if anyone's paying attention at home uh and then sort of the lighter distortion which you heard in the first half of the performance uh that was uh that's just that's just a boss bass overdrive nothing fancy um but just using those two pedals and then having an instrument and then thinking what are all the different things that i can do with this like how all the different sounds and all the different uh different atmospheres i can get out of just this you know simple setup that's really all uh you know that's that's to me is a really exciting part about this band yeah just maximizing (laughs) yeah totally totally which kind of goes against the trends of like what's going on and and a lot of the the bands that play kind of a similar type of music as you guys you see their pedal boards and it's just like a maze of things and like I wouldn't know the first thing about that but I have uh, no patience for that <laughs> like I mean I don't mind listening to it if it's used well but mm-hmm. you know um, that's fine but I don't want to haul that around or hook that up at every show or mm-hmm. 
you know, have to deal with that or the battery's going dead on this thing or <laughs> there's noise and I don't know where it's coming from and I gotta go through each individual. I just, I don't have patience for that. Josh so. was also just talking about how he hates guitar solos. <laughs> <laughs> just to give you a better idea. <laughs> Call out. <laughs> See, that's, that's a very 90s attitude too. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I just think there's more things you can do than noodle on your guitar. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, Kat, did you had any of these songs like been knocking around in your head for a while, or had you like written anything prior to going in, or was this all pretty spontaneous? Most of it has been spontaneous, but one of the songs which we will play in the second set, that one I had already written, but it was really, really minimal, like just vocals and um, like one repeating synth line, so super super minimal uh but otherwise and then oh yeah and then one of the songs i i came up with a riff and then i was like here boys have at it <laughs> uh but otherwise it's pretty spontaneous it just it all happens together it's a really a natural progression to get to a song okay very cool Sounds nice. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> great. Cool. Yeah, it's really exciting. That's great. Yeah. yeah. And even I think even the times when, like, I'll show up with, like, a fully formed song, I'll be like, this is the song, and then by the time it's done, it's like, this does not sound anything like I had envisioned <laughs> in my head. And, and that's part of, I mean, being, a, being in a room filled with really good musicians that can, you know, do justice to that work, you can kind of say, look, take the song and make something happen with it and every single time it happens it's it's a completely different vibe and it's a completely different space but it's always like something that's really exciting and really challenging and something that that pushes even the way that i'm thinking about that song into a new direction uh, that's you know it, it's like a new puzzle to solve which is really exciting and there's a trust there too i think like mm-hmm. i trust that we will handle this thing that i've come up with really well yeah we did like an entire month of like trust falls before we like <laughs> even picked up instruments and i think it really helped us as a group to fall and get caught yeah. i think that's really important <laughs> incrementally higher elevations and oh yeah finally step by step yeah. oh so you've read steve albini's book as well of course <laughs> all right um i was gonna ask about some of the lyrics you've chosen to write especially since a couple of them seem tongue-in-cheek like the the one about um alice wants to know what jimmy go oh, to yeah. <laughs> the best yeah are yeah, they I like half too. and <laughs> half serious half and half like tongue-in-cheek or? well that song is called <laughs> bodybuilders lament mm-hmm. so i'm being pretty upfront i think about what i'm talking about which yeah. maybe it's not obvious but it's about toxic masculinity and like um, m- the trend of male fragility or these constructs of how a man is supposed to be. and But specifically, I'm targeting bodybuilders and not like someone that goes to the gym because they like, you know, you want to feel strong, but like where they're just, they can't move because they're just surrounded by muscle. Because to me, that's an obvious armor and it's a protection against vulnerability and sensitivity. So you're prioritizing the image over the heart underneath, which is one of the lines. And so that the last part is, yeah, how do you do it with all that weight upon you? Because Atlas wants to know what gym you go to. So yeah, uh, when I came up with that, I was like, oh, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) good. (laughs) I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Well, so far you guys have demos up on Bandcamp. Are there any future plans to go beyond Bandcamp or do a physical release Mm -hmm. of any sort or play anything 
be on local shows, maybe set up some sort of tour. Yeah, a tour would be cool. But I mean, I have a baby coming, but that's <laughs> yeah. that won't stop me. <laughs> Ride for a little while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, we're recording early November, but we've talked about liking the idea of like recording stuff, putting the songs down, but sitting on it for a while, and then like adding things as we see fit. So it'll come out sometime next year. Letting it gestate. Peter, I wanted to ask you about uh, Milwaukee Noise Fest um, because first of all, did that happen this year? Because I didn't see any like I know you don't necessarily do a ton of press for that or yeah, like, um, promotion for that but um, or he doesn't get enough support from the press perhaps <laughs> well, It sounds nice when you, you say it <laughs> uh, No, uh, so uh, the Noise Fest has, hasn't happened for, I think, about three years was the last one that went down. Okay. Um, and I haven't been involved with it since 2012 or 13 or something like that. Um, oh, okay. That was all, yeah. So Jay Linsky, who uh, runs Bull Art, uh, if the massive archive of shows that were happening uh, in, in in the 2010s um, and sort of before a little bit before that too sort of in the, the mid 2000s um, yeah so that hasn't been happening for a while I've been uh, busy with a couple other projects I've been um, uh, so, I'm, so I'm the chair of the music committee uh, at the Jazz Gallery Center for the Arts so that's something that's been taking up a lot of time of just kind of organizing that space um, and figuring that out uh, and then I've also been running a series of workshops in Milwaukee um, the Experimental Education Series and the Noise Knowledge Consortium which uh, uh, the, the the first one is a quarterly series the second one is a monthly series but it's bringing in um, experimental musicians into Milwaukee to run workshops and there's also a performance aspect that goes along with it um, which uh, the next one is on Saturday. Uh, if people are curious about it, uh, it's part of you know kind of why we're, I think we're here and, and doing this is uh, so we're playing a show Saturday night at uh, Company Brewing with John Mueller, um, who's you know incredible and amazing. Uh, but he, in the afternoon at Bryn Lab, starting at two o'clock, he's going to be running this workshop about um, artistic identity and uh, sort of some theoretical frameworks for thinking about instrumentation and sort of engaging with that on a different level. Um, so. Yeah, so uh, that's going to be happening on Saturday. It's free. It's all ages. Um, you is know. anybody else playing that show, Peter? Uh, yeah, Hello Death is playing the show at uh, Company Brewing as well. So thanks for reminding me. Um, yeah, so yeah, the Noise Fest hasn't been happening. I think that uh, with the last one that I did, it was kind of... I realized that that was what I needed to say with it. And it it was sort of turning into, um, you know, just kind of like a family reunion type thing, which is awesome and great that all these like people would come, but it was like as a curator or somebody that's like trying to put together some sort of statement about what's happening in noise, uh, at that time, it seemed like I was starting to repeat myself, so stepped back from and found some other projects to work on. Okay, was that still at the Borg Ward then? The last time that you were involved with it, uh, last time I did it was at the Miramar. Um, oh, so it kind of okay. went off, you know, kind of did a, a big blowout for the last one. Uh, yeah, that was the one that Negative Land played, and um, the Rita came in from Vancouver, and Pedestrian Posit from LA. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, the haters from from LA too. So it was kind of a kind of a, a big a big blowout to to end my my eight year run doing okay. it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's good to know you have new projects and the jazz gallery and everything oh, yeah. else. So. Yeah, I don't know if I'm capable of not doing too much. Like I haven't figured out how to do that yet. So mm-hmm. yeah, so 
all well, these things happening. And then there's this band. <laughs> yeah, and then this this band. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I thought like this year was going to be kind of like a... You know, I put out 10 different albums last year and I was like, all right, you know, 2019, this is going to be a little bit slower. And I realized that by the end of the year, I should have nine albums out. So apparently when you <laughs> knock it down that one, it's like everything is chill, but yeah. apparently not. That's still a bit of a, setba- a step back. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I got an extra 20 minutes on my hands. It's nice. <laughs> I was just, uh, I was thinking about the Borg Ward and how like that, you know, it was sad to see the demise of that venue and like, you know, a lot of all ages venues. And I, you guys have probably heard about the, the common council vote, uh, recently to, uh, to make, make it easier for venues to, to put on all ages shows. And I'm wondering if you have any thoughts about how that will like help the scene as far as like fringe artists like this band and others. Oh my gosh. Well, it's so exciting. One reason I think it's exciting is because it means there won't be alcohol because I think it's really important to be able to socialize and connect in creative ways without it. Not like I'm not saying don't drink, you know, you shouldn't drink, it's bad. Just that it's good to have options where you don't that's not there. Mm-hmm. Um and so because it would be an all ages venue, that's a plus. But I love the idea of reaching out to younger audiences. I think that's so important because I grew up when I was a teen, we had house shows and stuff. So it was the like the DIY punk house scene. And if I didn't have that, I don't know where I would be musically. So I'm excited about the idea of inviting, uh, uh, being able to invite um, the youth to engage in the music scene in a way that they haven't been able to because of the lack of all ages venues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll be nice for me because I teach music theory at UWM and none of my students can come to the shows. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm, I'm like, I'm oh, going to yeah, play this show. Weird. Oh, none of you can come. Sorry. Um, so maybe they listen today. They may not like my music <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> they, 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 they may not be into the noise. Too much theory. Yeah. <laughs> not enough, maybe. Not but it's enough. like the young young people are the ones who have time on their hands to like go out to shows and right. like when they can't and get into like the super crazy stuff, you know. So it was really important for me to be able to go to shows at sixteen, right, and not have to sneak into all of them. Yeah. You know? I think it gave me a sense of identity too that was really helpful at that age, where you're, um, you know, like when you're around. 10 and 11 you're starting to realize that there is a world out there and you're thinking more in terms of like who I am and who this other person outside of me is and um, friends start changing or getting more important so to then when you're in your teens you're exploring yourself even more so to have a community uh, is really important and then to have it be a musical and creative community is even better because mm-hmm. that gives like some direction i think to instead of maybe feeling lost it gives like a, it gives you an outlet yeah mm-hmm. absolutely well uh with that i think we'll get you guys out there for your second set looks like uh, one kind of long yes. epic <laughs> jam coming up here great mm-hmm. cool. all right uh yeah and we'll talk to you guys in just a few minutes right, great thank, thank you Thanks. absolutely so everybody stick around we got a couple messages here and we'll be right back with more music from credentials wmsc 91.7 fm a broadcast service of the Milwaukee School of Engineering and your final Frontier Radio. Computer, you will not address me in that manner. Computer. Computer. 
up? My name is Mickey. I'm a wax addict. My name's Sam. I'm a wax addict. Uh, what we do is, at the top of the hour, we like playing a side of a vinyl. We are vinyl lovers, uh, as indicated in our name, Wax Addicts. We like listening to the album the way um, you would do when you take the album home from the record store. Just play a side time and see what you like. We play everything, just as long as it's on vinyl. Um, we love being WMSC DJs because it gives us opportunities to hang out um, in the community. Um, we like volunteering, also DJing some great events that WMC holds throughout the year. It's great opportunities. It gives us great access to amazing local music. Again, this is the Wax Addicts. We're on Monday mornings from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Only on WMSC. On Saturday, October 12th, the Boone and Crockett join WMSE for Flannel Fest. The day will start with a live remote broadcast by WMSE's Saturday Afternoon Boogie Bang Show. Before a stage in the lot, host an eclectic and incredibly impressive lineup of locally lauded and nationally regarded acts that include Minneapolis's own Polisa and Harmar Superstar. Milwaukee favorites Classic and Reyna. A rare Mark Waldock full band performance and a small band version of Dead Soldiers. For more information, please go to WMSC.org. All right, once again, we're going to send it out to the Bob and Jeannie Friedman Live Performance Studio. Here, once again, our credentials.
Hey, this is Andy Gill from Gang of Four, and you're listening to WMSE. back in the studio with credentials and Elton and uh, what did you all pick for this is your song this week it's an unreleased album yeah is this it? is this is brand new stuff um, so yeah I think uh, I don't know about you guys but like trying to think about like the prompt that we were given and being like what song are we gonna pick and it's like well which use a song are we gonna pick I mean <laughs> it's gotta be one of those um, and then sort of realize this is a great opportunity to show some of the stuff that's happening on Saturday that isn't us so we can you know kind of stretch out um, so this is brand new stuff from John Mueller um, uh, so this is him with a new I think it's gonna be a tape that's coming out um, but he made this album using these glass instruments that were designed by the, this instrument builder. Um, and so it's him working with these new instruments and creating this entire album based off, based like specifically based off of that instrument that's there. Um, and so part of it is um, kind of connecting to the workshop that uh, John is going to be doing. He talks a lot, like I said before, about the ways that instruments act as sort of their own, um, you know, uh, their own part of the process, creative process, right? It's not just about the musician doing something to drums. It's the drums have this own identity and this own thing that's there. And so I think this instrument or this uh, album does a really good job of that because it's this instrument, this album that's created because these instruments existed and he had access to them. Um, uh, so, yeah, I don't know if I have much more to say beyond that, but I mean, um, I guess I guess one thing to say is that he'll be doing something different at the show uh, later that evening uh, at Company Brewing because he's going to be playing stuff related to the release Canto that came out um, recently on Siege Records. Um, but I was looking at those tracks and they're all like 15 minutes long, which is not like a great length for radio. <laughs> um, so I decided why not take the opportunity to kind of showcase some of this this brand new work. Yeah, well, I'm excited too because I haven't listened to this yet. So I know it came out on like a a limited vinyl but it was quite expensive so I wasn't able to get that but yeah it's uh 
It's I would like there to be exciting. like a cheap limited vinyl, yeah, like, right? Is anybody just like this? There's 20 copies in the entire world, and they're like two bucks each. Nobody so. makes any money, right? No. Well, no one's making any money anyway. I it's suppose just, that's just like that's kind of true, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh, the album is called Clarity Cycles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mueller, uh, along with Jeremy Popilka, who I believe designed the instruments. Or yeah, something? he's the instrument builder. Okay, and the track we're going to listen to is called Cold End. So give this a listen, everybody. This is the song It may be quite simple
And there it was, John Mueller and Jeremy Popilka with Cold End off of the forthcoming Clarity Cycles album. And that was Credentials Choice for This Is Your Song. And I just want to thank you all for coming in and playing and talking to us. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much. And tell us where to find your music. So we have a band camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, credentials.bandcamp.com and that will have our demo and then eventually the album when it comes out you could also find us this Saturday at Company Brewing 10pm with John Mueller and Hello Death okay yeah and that's, that'll be about it for a while because of the baby and stuff but <laughs> alright catch them while you can yeah. <laughs> well it is uh, about a minute after 7 and you are tuned into 91.7 FM WMSE Milwaukee it's 58 degrees outside right now under fair skies. Tonight's going to be mostly clear with a low around 49. Tomorrow will be sunny with a high near 62. And tomorrow night, partly cloudy with a low around 53. And that's going to just about wrap things up for us. Next week, we've got Kaylee Crossfire on the show. Yeah. I'm excited about that one. Me too. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess that's about all. I've just got to roll the end credits here. And everybody stay tuned for Midnight Radio. We'll see you next week.